I'm joined this morning by UConn Jr., Katie Hooker, a molecular and cell biology major and native of Guilford. She is a Goldwater Scholar. The Goldwater Scholarship considered the nation's premier scholarship for undergraduates studying math, natural sciences, and engineering. Katie, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. And for starters, tell a story about how you found out that you had won the Goldwater Scholarship. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so I was actually sitting in the hallway, um, getting ready to go to history class, um, and I didn't know how I was going to find out, so I tried to access the Goldwater website, and of course it was crashing, because I'm sure every student who had applied was trying to get to it, um, and I actually got a notification on my Apple Watch, which was an email from the Goldwater committee, and all I saw was congratulations, um, and I was just sitting there like, no way, so I started opening the email on my phone, and that was how I saw it. That's a pretty cool way to find out. I'm sure most award winners don't quite find out through their Apple Watch. So tell me about your background and what was it about math, natural sciences, and engineering that floats your boat? Why do you have an interest in those fields? Sure. So I took AP Biology as a sophomore in high school, and I was really fascinated um, by the complexity of DNA and how accurate our bodies are and, you know, replicating DNA, reading DNA, um, how that's kind of the code to what makes us human. Um, and so I knew that I was interested in biology to start with. Um, then my senior year of high school, I was introduced to the FOXP2 gene, which is the gene that I currently study. Um, and this gene was really once thought to be sort of the, the answer to what makes us human um, because it's implicated in our acquisition of speech and language. Um, and I've really always thought studying the genetics behind um, traits and diseases might be the key to sort of early diagnostic measures, um, early interventions and treatments and things like that. Um, and so that really is sort of what got me ticking early on. And I came to college here at UConn um, and knew that I wanted to continue studying that gene. And it sort of took off from there. Katie, tell me about what your future plans are, what you hope to do with this educational background. I'm looking to pursue a PhD, um, so I'm applying to PhD programs this fall, so I'll be a senior at UConn. Um, I'm looking specifically at computational biology programs as well as genetics and genomics programs, um, and I really just hope to continue studying genetic data and using data science to sort of understand um, the etiology behind um, diseases and traits like reading and language. So give me an end, just one shot out of the dark, what you're working on today or this week. What aspect of your studies are you developing? Yeah, so right now we're working on some more complex modeling. Um, so a lot of my previous work with this gene has looked at how it's related to reading and language ability and how it's related, um, related to measures of the brain associated with reading and language ability. And my current research is really working to tie all three of those components together and see how they work together. Goldwater scholars receive one- or two-year awards that cover the cost of tuition, fees, books, and room and board up to a maximum $7,500 per year. And Katie, one of only 417 students selected nationally for the award this year. How do you get this award, Katie? Do you apply for it? Does a faculty member apply for it? What's the process? So you apply. Uh, there's a fall deadline at UConn, which is where you apply for campus nomination. Um, so anyone is eligible to apply for campus nomination. Um, and then a UConn committee looks at that nomination pool and selects 
up to four UConn students to then apply to the national committee. Uh, so I was notified in January that I had received official nomination from UConn, um, and I submitted my final application to the national committee, and then that national committee ultimately ends up selecting the final scholars. Um, but the application itself was a um, pretty extensive research essay, um, and then some basic background on myself, including you know resume points, what I'm involved in on campus, and things like that. And as you uh, study math, natural sciences, and engineering, and hopefully looking to uh, literally change the world, you were also a nutmeg scholar. What is the difference or compare and contrast nutmeg scholar with Goldwater scholar? Yeah, so the nutmeg scholarship is something that I applied for as a senior in high school, um, and that is open to Connecticut um, seniors to apply, um, and that included an interview, and it was all part of my application to attend UConn. Um, So as a nutmeg scholar, all of my costs um, are covered. So I have free tuition, free room and board, um, help with books and supplies and things like that. Um, And that is offered to 15 seniors, I believe, um, each year. Katie, in your UConn educational career, you've been involved in a pandemic, as we all have been. And for a while, a lot of your courses, maybe all of them, were virtual. How difficult was it for you to learn about molecular and cell biology subjects virtual as opposed to in-person learning? It was definitely quite different, I think, to adapt to the online setting. Um, A couple of my labs ended up being virtual, which really entailed just watching a video of someone else do it. Um, So it was very different to then return to that setting where I was the one holding the pipette and I had to really remind myself how to do that. Um, fortunately, most of my research is computational, um, so that wasn't affected significantly, but in terms of my actual coursework, I sort of had to remind myself all of those, um, techniques that I probably had lost over the course of the year. Did the limitations of the pandemic affect your research at all? Fortunately, no. Um, so my research had always intended to be computer-based, um, and so I probably lost out a little bit on the collaborative aspects of meeting members in the lab. Um, But we've since made up for that lost time. This past semester, UConn has really opened back up, um, and I was able to really see people in person again, which was great. The Goldwater Scholarship, established by Congress to honor the late U.S. Senator with the purpose of identifying students of outstanding ability and promise and encouraging them to pursue advanced study and research careers. As you were eligible for this award, eventually winning the award, Katie, Did you wind up learning more about Barry Goldwater? Surprisingly, no. I still don't know a lot about him. Um, I do know that he was the graduation speaker at one of my relatives' graduations, but that's pretty much all I know. And you also involved in some other non-academic pursuits, the president of the Yukon Irish Dance Team. I need to hear some stories about Irish dancing. I assume that means step dancing? Yes, that's correct. What was it that got you involved in that, assuming at a young age? Yeah, I saw, basically it was St. Patrick's Day at my elementary school, and the local um, community center had their dancers perform at my elementary school. Um, And I thought it was really cool, and I had done ballet, tap, and hip-hop, all of the typical styles of dancing, I guess, through my childhood. Um, And I saw Irish dancing, and I was like, okay, that's really cool. And I came home, and I tried to teach myself how to do it. And my mom was basically like, okay, we need to get you into a class. 
Um, and fortunately and conveniently, my neighbor was taking classes at a local school over in Madison, Connecticut. Um, so that's how I got started. I was seven years old, um, and I'm still doing it today as a 20-year-old. So, And you're vice president of the UConn Irish Dance Team. Is that a competitive team that competes against other schools? Um, so we're not super competitive. Um, we have competed in the past. So there is a intercollegiate Irish Dance Association um, that hosts um, intercollegiate competitions. Um, the most um, famous one is down at Villanova, um, and we did compete there when I was a freshman in college. Um, of course, with the pandemic, that shifted to a virtual setting, and we competed in a video competition last year. Um, but we mostly do performances, I would say, because we also accept beginner dancers, and we really just open up to the whole university, which is awesome. Katie, is it safe to assume that you're a fan of River Dance and Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance? Oh yeah, absolutely. What is it about Michael Flatley that made him so good? That is a great question. I think it all really comes down to his stage presence. Um, I think he walks on stage with such confidence um, and really sort of takes over the whole stage, and he has such a great smile. So I would say his stage presence is really what got him to where he is today. I've seen River Dance on Broadway, and it was just flat-out jaw-dropping. Katie is also part of the Honors Guides for Peer Success and works at Brain Imaging Research Center, where she helps run children through experimental protocols during MRIs. Tell me more about the Brain Imaging Research Center. Yeah, so I actually got involved in that position through my lab um, because a lot of the research that my lab does, which is the Landy Lab at UConn, um, relies on neuroimaging data. Um, So one of the graduate students in the lab recommended that I get involved in the actual imaging process. Um, And it's really great to see the children that our data comes from, and it's um, a really great experience to interact with. Um, They're usually seven, eight-year-olds, Um, And it's just a great experience to get to talk them through the experimental protocol and sort of learn where the data comes from that I then have the opportunity to analyze. You mentioned the Landy Lab. Tell us about the lab of Associate Professor of Psychological Sciences, Nicole Landy. Yeah, so the lab is really a fascinating team of individuals, I think. We have the opportunity to sort of study everything you could imagine, Um, but we primarily focus on um, understanding the neurobiology and genetics of reading and language traits. Um, So we use a lot of MRI imaging. We look at functional and structural data, um, also EEG, again, genetic data, which is primarily where my interests lie. Um, But everyone on our team is really doing something different, which is just awesome to see the interdisciplinary nature of our lab. And you're part of the Honors Guides for Peer Success. That sounds like some sort of a mentoring program? Yeah, so it's basically like a peer advising program. Um, So we're a team of roughly 16 students, um, and we sort of serve as a one-stop shop for any honor students that might have any question about UConn. So with all those extracurricular things you're involved with, the Irish dancing, the Honors Guides, the Brain Imaging Research Center work, how do you find time to keep up with your schoolwork? Is it a matter of time management? Yeah, I think it's a matter of time management. I sort of kind of block off my day. I pretty much devote myself to some activity between 9 and 5 and then leave the rest of the evening for um, homework or clubs or whatever it might be. Um, So I think it really comes down to definitely being willing to wake up early, especially a lot of 20-year-olds don't like to wake up early, but I think really blocking out the right times in your day for certain activities is important. 
And we talked about the honors guides for peer success or the mentoring aspect. And I wonder who the factors in your educational career are who have been the real mentors, the real inspirations for you. Sure. So Dr. Landy, for sure, um, she's really the one that kick-started my research career at UConn, and I certainly wouldn't be here without her. Um, also, Kelly Mahaffey, she's a graduate student from my lab who helped me fine-tune my application, which was very extensive. Um, I first started my research under um, the mentorship of Megan Perdue, who has since um, moved on to her postdoctoral career outside of UConn, um, but she helped me with my initial project, um, and then Dr. Vin Moscardelli and um, Dr. Rowena Granger, who are from the Office of National Scholarships and Fellowships at UConn. Um, they both helped me through the Holster Scholars Program, which was the first um, sort of scholarship program I started at UConn, um, as well as the Goldwater Scholarship um, application process. The aforementioned Nicole Landy said, Katie's project is exciting. While we know that reading skill and reading disability are heritable, we have a lot to learn about the specific genetic mechanisms. Katie is investigating gene-brain behavior relations for a gene that has been implicated in spoken language processing and thus may play a role in reading as well. So what are your plans for the summer? Does your educational pursuit continue over the summer, or is that like a break time for you, Katie? So I'm actually going abroad this summer, which is sort of different from my previous summer plans. I've usually stayed involved in research in some capacity over the summer, um, but actually in three days I'm leaving to study in Toulouse, France, which will help me complete my French minor. So that's fine. That's what's on tap for this summer. Wow, that's pretty exciting stuff. Katie, congratulations on getting the Goldwater Scholarship, and I'm really impressed by your academic pursuits. Thank you for joining me this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's UConn Jr. Katie Hooker, a molecular and cell biology major and native of Guilford, a Goldwater Scholar from the University of Connecticut. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.